Akin Speaks. For those out there who are new to Akin in our podcast, we're a student group here at Duke looking to foster conversations between groups on campus to generally bridge gaps of understanding that may exist. This is episode one in our series on Duke Rush, where we focus on SLGs and independent life. We're joined by some awesome Duke students who've agreed to participate in this conversation, and the episode is really meant to inform those who are considering going through the Rush process themselves. We hope you all enjoy, and without further ado, on to the episode. First, can we start by having everyone introduce themselves and tell us what year you are? Hi, I'm Jordan Pizan, and I'm a senior. I'm Krista, I'm also a senior. I'm Varun, I'm also a senior. Also, can we go back around and just everyone tell me um, what rush processes you went through, if any, and why you decided to rush or not rush? Okay, um, so I went through SLG and sorority rush, and I decided to rush just because I was kind of bored the first week of school, honestly, so I was like, why not for the SLG one? And then for sorority, I planned ahead because I was like, yeah, why not have kind of an extra group of people that I can surround myself with at Duke? Um, I had to decide not to rush anything. Um, and mainly because I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in joining these groups, and as well as my friends, um, a lot of my friends weren't also interested in rushing as well. Yeah, uh, so I rushed on the SLGs, and the reason I chose to rush was kind of what Chris was talking about, to find an extra group of people outside of the friends that I already made. So could each of you describe like the process of rush, how it works, and what you do? Okay, so I guess we're speaking for SLG. Yes, for okay. SLGs. Varun and I will, uh, I suppose, kind of piggyback off each other here. Um, I feel like SLG Rush, at least from my perspective, was pretty casual. That's part of what really drew me to it, because I actually generally enjoyed going to the sort of events and speaking to the people, which I felt like was a good sign. There are like two open houses, I believe, and you kind of go and like party hop from uh, group to group, just like engage in conversation, either one-on-one or like with a big group of freshmen and like one SLG member who's speaking with you, um, and you just kind of feel out which ones you like best. I don't know, was that your sort of experience for you? Yeah, definitely. So I initially didn't really have one in mind that I really wanted to join. I know some kids come in and they're like, oh, I really want this one, which I don't think is a great idea. Um, in my opinion, there's a really diverse set of SLGs. All the SLGs have different personalities, and then they have different values. So really, the open house process and the rush overall is trying to feel that out and figure out which one really matches who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then SLG rush is kind of different from sorority rush in that <coughs> it's um, uh, I get, it's a lot longer. Like I think it lasts like three and a half weeks. Yep. Was yeah, so mm-hmm. around, something around that. Um, and you'll have events. I don't know if it's like every three days, maybe. Is that an over-exaggeration? So we do every day. Every day. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. I guess I forget these things. Um, So, yeah. I guess it's a lot of um, commitment. But generally, the events are pretty casually. Like, you kind of show up and you'll talk to people while you're there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like it was less... um, It doesn't feel super regimented. So it's kind of like you're hanging out with a group that you're getting to know. Absolutely. I would say it's a lot more like fraternity rush, where you're kind of just going to parties, you go to events, where you just, like, hang out with people and figure out if you really like them. Mm-hmm. And then as for the kind of rounds, like I think it, that differs from group to group. Generally there will be a couple rounds and they'll kind of like you'll see whether or not you're accepted back as those go on. I will say yeah. it's kind of a self-selected process where you pretty early on figure out, oh I really like this group or I really don't like that group. And then you kind of narrow it down from maybe five or six to like, oh I'll focus on two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that tends to happen. So initially each SLG will get around 500 or so kids who are trying to rush all the SLGs. Then by the time you get second round, I would say it's more like 150 to 200. So 
how do you guys find people going through Rush to generally respond to the process? Like, what other common reactions that people have? And Jordan, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this too, just kind of as like an onlooker. Is this just with SLG or with SLG and sororities? I guess. Just, just the the yeah. yeah. I just noticed, like, kind of like being outside and looking in, like, um, I mean, I know a lot of people had a great experience with it, but a lot of people didn't, and just kind of like being able to see like all the tears, like kind of going through like rush, especially with sororities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like it broke a lot of people down and a lot of people were disappointed. So that was something that I was glad that I wasn't engaging in, but it was really hard, like especially because everyone around me was um, and seeing them like be so upset. And that was just one thing I really noticed, like kind of like the mood had really changed um, within my dorm, um, especially because most girls have rush, sorority or SLG. Um, and the kind of like dynamics and friend groups have, had changed going in from first semester to second semester, which is a big thing I had noticed. I was curious, did you see, like, was there a time where you saw that kind of reverse, the sentiment of everyone kind of crying in the hallways and um, that sort of vibe, did that change as the weeks went on? I'd say, like, I guess after kind of rush settled, it, maybe, like, I'd say, like, two weeks, um, and then eventually kind of people got to know people in the organizations they joined and found out they were super cool and ended up being really content with where they were placed. So that, like, kind of, like, initial like kind of reaction um, to rush eventually to go away so that's not something that's going to stay with you forever I, and I can't speak for everybody but that's just the overall sentiment I noticed. Yeah I feel like I kind of noticed the exact same sort of thing I guess with SLG stuff in particular it was kind of funny because like the basically the full group that I rushed with we all ended up in that SLG so it, it didn't like there were less broken hearts in that kind of particular scenario, um, though I observed a lot of this kind of tears in the hallway from the sorority rush process, which was really hard um, just for everyone. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, for me, they felt different in that way, but I also just was in a little bubble of my friends who were all rushing the same SLG and got lucky. So I don't know what your experience was for him. Yeah, so I think there's two main things. First, looking at, you know, how the groups, the front groups from first semester kind of break down after the second semester in Rush, and then also looking at the Rush process itself. Um, so from my experience, my friend group freshman year went pretty much all, like 90% went to frats and then 10% went to SLGs. Um, and I wouldn't say we would just, like, stop being friends, but kind of what Jordan was saying earlier, that you kind of, like, shift into that new group that you're in and so you meet new people and you have hang out with them more so the bonds kind of get a little weaker but I think that's natural um it's not really something that's avoidable and then in terms of kind of the rush process itself I know one of the really big complaints about rush is kind of like you don't get a full sense of the rushy as a person so when you're going through the process you only have five or six times each like party or each event you go to that you can have a good conversation with somebody and it's really hard to be like this is me as a human being entirely as opposed to here's this one past myself yeah kind of like just to touch on like the whole like dynamics of friends like I was independent and I also didn't rush and I remember thinking like freshman spring like I became really close with my non-rushing friends but then like by sophomore year again like it had really evened out again between like me hanging out with my non- SLG friends and like my SLG friends and that kind of thing yeah I was actually gonna comment kind of a similar thing so I guess now that you've all been through the rush process or not been through the rush process and you've kind of like gotten to settle into like your friend groups at Duke, what significance do you think that your decision to rush or not rush has had on your Duke experience? Okay, I can start. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. I mean, I think that I would have had a great Duke experience regardless, um, but for me it really helped uh, define 
my second semester freshman year and it was really important especially in this um, sophomore year um, just because there were so many new people that I kind of got to engage with within my SLG um, that were all just kind of special and cool people so I was glad that I had the opportunity to meet them in that way. I also did live with my SLG so I think um, that was part of where like those strong bonds came from because not only was I going to events with them I also kind of uh, spent a lot of time either having you know a roommate in my SLG or just um, generally being surrounded by those members. So um, yeah, that, that was really important, especially in the early days of my Duke career. Now I think as a senior, things are kind of like, I spend time with all sorts of different friends, no matter kind of what group uh, they're from, uh, just because I've gathered so many like amazing different people throughout the years. Um, so I think it's kind of mellowed out in terms of how much time I spend uh, with my SLG alone. But yeah, I was glad that I rushed for me, I feel like it hasn't made that much of a difference just because the majority of my friends aren't in SLDs or sororities, so I feel like had I joined, you know, a group, I would still be friends with those people, and, like, it wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't have enough time with them because, like, they're doing something with their group. So in terms of that, like, I feel like it wouldn't make that much of a, of a difference other than meet, meeting new people in an organization I had joined. Uh, but it hasn't really inhibited me um, in terms of making friends. Like, some of my closest friends are, are actually in sororities and SLGs, so... Uh, and again, like that's something I would still have that relationship because we're not in the same organization yet. We're still really close friends. So um, just in terms of the people I met, yeah, I think um, I probably could have met more people while being here, um, but it wouldn't have changed my friendships or my friend dynamics. Uh, I would say that kind of going off what Chris has said about you get really tight with your SOG earlier on and then later you kind of like mellow out. What I was told very early on was that sophomore year you get really intense with your SLG. Junior year, a lot of people go abroad, so you meet a lot of new people. And then when you come back from abroad and then into senior year, you're kind of you have your SLG friends, but then you also have a lot of different friends as well. Um, so that's kind of transitioning out of you know only having this core group of 100 or so people that you know and kind of expanding out and being more diverse. I would say that that's pretty much been my experience, which has been really enjoyable. Um, I would think that my Duke experience would probably be very different. Um, maybe not bad, I, there's no way of knowing, but I've really enjoyed being in an SLG so far, um, as I have only a semester left, but um, yeah, so my really close friends are in SLGs, and my SLG, as well as other SLGs, and then also independent and in fraternities as well. So I'd say it worked out pretty well. Awesome, so do you guys have any parting words for those who might be nervous or not know what to think going into the spring semester and kind of about the whole process overall? I know some people kind of have this fear that like, oh, if they don't join an organization, they're not going to have a great Duke experience, or they're not going to be able to go to a party, or like make friends, and like, I just want people to know, like, it's okay, like, if you don't rush or join an organization, like, I still have had an incredible experience, I have friends in sororities, SLGs, who are in independence, um, so again, I just want to reiterate, it's not inhibiting you making friends, it's not inhibiting you having a social life, um, and you can still have a great experience, um, even if you're not interested in joining organizations. I think to echo what Varun kind of had said earlier, was that it's really hard to get a full kind of diagnosis, I guess, of your personality within the really limited window of time that people in SLGs or really any organization have to talk with you. So, like, it's, well, it's great if you kind of vibe with, uh, like, that group just from the get-go. It's, like, it's really not a personal thing if uh, you don't end up making it through like the organization you're really set on. Uh, like that says nothing about your quality as a person, and sometimes it can be hard to remember that like 
as you're going through that uh, process. But it's really just like Bruce said, there are like 600 people that come through the doors of that SLG generally. So um, yeah, don't don't take it too personally. Um, I would say that this is going to be really corny, but be yourself. Um, being on the other side of the rush process for three years or two years now, I've seen kids who like they're very cool people, very chill people, but then they come in and they think that oh, you know, the sociology has this reputation, so I have to act to fit that reputation, and that's very very easy to see through. It's pretty transparent, and it doesn't look good, and then you're not happy with yourself because you're not really showing who you are. Um, so if obviously you're all cool people because you're at Duke, um, so just be yourself, show who you really are, and if it works out, it works out. Otherwise, you're still gonna have a great experience anyway. Mm -hmm. Awesome, thanks guys. Thanks. That was nice. Yes. They don't mind us too, because they never make love in finals. <laughs> This has been another episode of Akin Speaks. If this podcast was of interest to you, you can check out some of our other media on akin.colab.duke.edu or tune in next week for another episode. Until then, have a great day and we'll see you next week. Bye.